Over 30 years ago, there was a book written by Gary Chapman. It's a very popular book. More than 13 million copies have been sold. It is the book, The Five Love Languages. And Gary Chapman, in an article that he wrote actually for the Huffington Post, said that the number one love language, not by a large margin, but the, the number one love language of uh, that people, uh, let me start over, okay? I'm going to start over, okay? Here we go. Over 30 years ago, a man by the name of Gary Chapman wrote a book entitled The Five Love Languages. You, many of you are probably familiar with this book. More than 13 million copies have, of it have sold uh, worldwide. Millions more have taken the online inventory to find out what their love language is. Gary Chapman wrote an article for the Huffington Post uh, not too long ago, and in that article, he stated that the, the number one love language, the love language that, that, is, that has the highest percentage of, of people choose it as their top love language, is words of affirmation. The Apostle Paul understood that this was an important love language for people. Did you know that Paul begins every letter except for one, the book of Galatians, that he's written in the Bible, every letter that he's written to one of the churches with words of affirmation. There's a great deal of scientific research and evidence out there that, that demonstrates that students that receive positive feedback, students that receive encouragement and are, and are built up and are affirmed achieve higher grades in school. Employees, workers that receive positive feedback, work harder and accomplish more in, in their various careers. Relationships are healthier when there is uh, encouragement and, and positive feedback within that relationship. But affirming or encouraging or, or building one another up is not just for school or work or relationships it's not just to make us feel better about ourselves. It's not just our love language. These things actually play a role in helping others to be ready for the second coming of Jesus. This sermon series is entitled, Please Don't Go Back to Normal. But it could have also been entitled, Readiness or, or Be Ready. Because each sermon is in part about being more ready, more prepared, uh, to live in relationship with Jesus, to be uh, ready for the second coming of Jesus than we were prior to COVID-19. In the first sermon, we talked about, about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and how each day we need to be resurrected anew with Jesus and, and to live out that resurrected life for him. The second sermon was about uh, keeping watch and, and not just being ready, but, but staying ready. It's not just about knowing that Jesus is coming. It's about, it's about keeping watch and, and attuned and being prepared when he actually does come. The third sermon was about decreasing busyness in our lives. All things that we, that we need to do, decrease busyness, not just the busyness of the bad things, but, but really to decrease even the busyness of some of the good things that we do in our lives so that we have more space in our worlds, more space in our journeys to to learn at the feet of Jesus, which will, of course, help us to be more ready for him. 
And then today, the role of affirmation, the role of encouragement, the role of building up others plays an important part in being ready for the coming of Jesus. I want to invite you to turn your Bibles if you have a Bible with you. Hopefully you do there in your home and also, uh, or you can turn on to your phone. Turn the Bible to the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. It's towards the back of the Bible just prior to 2 Thessalonians, just prior to the Timothys and Titus and of course Hebrews. When I thought about what to preach this week and I thought about this text and this topic of affirmation, I thought about it this, this topic of affirmation because something I have observed in this time of COVID-19 is an increase, a, a, a growth as I see it, in the level of appreciation and encouragement many are giving to others in our society. It seems that, that in many parts of our society there is less criticism and, and more encouragement taking place, which is a beautiful thing to see. I thought it was so wonderful. My heart was touched when I saw those videos that, that at a certain point, this was back I think at the end of March that at a, or at the end of April, that at a certain time of day in New York City and Seattle and Atlanta and, and other cities all over the world, tens of thousands of people opened up the windows to their apartment buildings and stepped out onto their balconies or opened up the windows to their homes or their businesses and began to applaud healthcare workers. And, and videos were, were shot that showed and you could hear the applause going around the city. What a beautiful thing, this, this, this affirmation. It's, it's subtle, but it's still encouraging that, that people are appreciating what our healthcare workers are doing. When I'm out walking with the family, we see rainbows in people's windows and in our people's lawns representing, and the rainbow is now representing, support for medical personnel and frontline workers. I saw one person who had a new appreciation for their child's teacher, and the person communicated this appreciation in a, in a humorous way. On the window of her car, she had written, you lied, my kid is not a joy to have in class. This is her subtle way of recognizing that teachers, you do a pretty good job even to just put up with my kid, much less everybody else's kids. There have been new levels of appreciation all around us. And I would say to, to us in society that, that, that we need to never go back to normal. If, if the normal before was what we see in the political world right now, if the normal before is what we see going on still in the, in the media world right now, attacking each other, ignoring each other, only listening to, to ourselves and those that speak like us in our insulated echo chambers, if, if that's the normal, everyday Americans, all the rest of us, let the politicians and the media do what they're going to do. But let the rest of us embrace the new normal of encouragement and affirmation. You see, here in the real world, many are stepping forward to encourage and support their fellow man in this tough time. And, and throughout the history of, of this nation and in much parts of the world, we see that, that when tough times come, we do see that 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 many rise to the challenge and come around others and support one another in tough times. The Spirit 
of being in our own worlds and just going from our own activity to our own activity to our own activity is something that must be left in the past. And, and the spirit of encouragement and affirmation that, that many are exhibiting in the present must be cultivated and become our new normal. We need it beyond this crisis because we need it as a community as we prepare for the second coming of Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11 states this. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing. This, this text, at, at just a surface level, communicates to us the value, the need to, to support, to encourage people. It, it, it on its own reminds us of the truth of Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 24, which, which tells us, Gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. On the surface, that text just by itself is, is just a good reminder that we should just be encouraging and supportive and speak positive towards others. But, but in the context of 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11, this, is, this text is given as, as a tool to help prepare people and to keep people prepared for the second coming of Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 11 again. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up. How is that in the context of the second coming of Jesus? Well, well, we look at the context around it. And so turn back just one page. In my Bible, it's turning back one page. It might be on the same page in your Bible. But in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and beginning in verse 1, we see the context that, that in times of need, in time, when times are difficult, we need to come around and encourage one another. But, but that is not just when there's COVID, but, but really times are difficult throughout every age and every time. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, beginning in verse 1, and I'll be reading verse 1 through 3. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as, as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 11 is to be seen in the context of Paul's statements on the last day. What theologians refer to as the, the parousia, the, the coming of Jesus. And Paul has been laying this out in chapter 4 and chapter 5 now. And he is describing in the first verse of chapter 5 that I just read what it will be like for those who are not paying attention and watching for Christ's return. It'll be like a thief in the night, sudden labor pains, destruction that they cannot escape. And then Paul continuing in verse 4. But you are not in darkness. So now he's, he's comparing. He's saying those who are, who are in darkness, those who are who, who are not paying attention, it'll be like a thief in the night, it'll be like sudden labor pains. But those, but you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. 
We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love and, and for a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us that so that whether we are awake or asleep, we might live with him. Paul is describing the contrast between those who are ready to meet Jesus and those that are lost. And he has specifically framed it as a people that are ready in the time of crisis and darkness and those that are not. And then verse 11 happens. So he says all this. Here's these people that, that are in darkness and they're not aware of what's going on. And here's these people that should be walking in the light. They should not be worried about what's going on in the darkness. Well, how do they not worry about what is going on in the darkness? And that is where verse 11 comes in. Therefore, encourage one another, he writes, and build one another up. Verse 11 is a tool the Bible instructs us to use to help one another be ready to meet Jesus, to, to encourage one another so that we don't go into those dark times, but rather that we stay in the light. Verse 11 begins with an important word, therefore. And therefore points us to the, to the fact that this statement is a direct response to, to the thought, to the idea, the flow of thought that Paul has just laid out. What was said in chapter 5, but also what was said in chapter 4 about the dead uh, in Christ rising first. And about those who, who are alive and, and ready will be taken up with them into the sky to meet the Lord. In preparation for all this, therefore... So Paul's saying, Jesus is coming. For some, it's going to be a dark time. For some, those people are not going to be worried because they're walking in light. Therefore, to be in preparation for all of this, encourage one another and build one another up. Folks, I believe that we are living in those days, those last days of earth's history. And I would say this, even if it's not the literal last days of earth's history. It's still our last days of earth's history because we only have this life. And in the scope of, of the, 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 the time of this earth, 10,000 years, whatever it may be, we are but a small blip in that earth's history. So my earth's history is just this life. And so every day I must be ready and, and every day the people that are around me must be ready and every day my kids must be ready and my wife must be ready and every day I want our community to be ready. Therefore, what should I do? Well, well yes, I should teach them the truth and yes, I should, should uh, instruct them in right living and yes, I should discipline where appropriate. But, but, but here in the context of 1 Thessalonians, Paul says one of the things that we can do to, to encourage one another or to, to, to make sure that people continue in the light and don't go into the darkness is to encourage one another and build one another up. People need this. Not just in the time of COVID-19, but, but at all times. Before COVID-19, I knew people that were going through struggles. And, and after COVID-19, I'm sure I'll know people that are going through struggles. This world is not arbitrary on when it sends the struggles. It just, it, it is arbitrary, I should say, on when it sends the struggles. It, 
it, it doesn't care. John Stott states better than I can the impact of this one verse. So, so let me read his words to you from his commentary on 1 Thessalonians. The world can be a tough and unfriendly place, as we all know to our cost. It is easy to get hurt by it. In addition, bereavement can be, very pain, be a very painful experience. We are prone to fear when we think of Christ coming to judge. These emotions can tear us apart. We can become dispirited and depressed. God means, listen to this, God means for his church to be a community of mutual support. Paul writes, encourage one another and build each other up. These are, of course, expressions of the, of the larger principle that, that Jesus has given us throughout Scripture, which is to love one another, to love each other. Moreover, the word one another or each other emphasizes the reciprocity of Christian care. And then this is important. We are not to leave it to an elite of professional comforters or counselors. These people have an important role to fulfill, of course, but supporting, caring, encouraging, and comforting are ministries that belong, which belong to all members of the body of Christ. These, this tool to help people to continue to walk in the light is a tool that is available to every single member of the body of Christ. How do our fellow members get through tough times? We encourage them, we comfort them, we support them, we build them up. How, how do our, our fellow members get, get through discouragement and depression and fear? We encourage them, we support them, we build them up. How do our, how do our, our, our fellow members get, get through financial stress? We encourage them, we support them, we build them up. And we're doing that right now during COVID-19. But when COVID-19 ends, we cannot go back to normal. Paul did not write this only for COVID-19. He wrote it for every generation throughout history that every member of the body of Christ would consistently and faithfully and daily encourage, support, and build one another up. We must take the caring that is taking place now during COVID-19 and it must become our new normal beyond COVID-19. A couple of my pastoral friends in other churches have expressed how wonderful it has been that many of the complaints that in the past were expressed from week to week about the worship services, about the children's programs, about the sermons, about how this person is dressed or that person is dressed, have, have largely disappeared. And, and these pastors, have we, as we've been talking, have noticed instead of the criticism, there is a level of affirmation and appreciation that they have not previously seen or known. And one of the pastors said, wouldn't it be nice if we stayed this way. Well, I say to you, Spencerville Church family and those who are part of our family beyond, why can't we? 
Why can't we stay this way? Why can't we choose today, right now, to never go back to normal if normal was being in our own lanes, being critical, not having the time to affirm or to encourage or to build one another up? Why can't we choose today, right now, to never go back to normal, to choose to build one, or, one another up rather than tearing others down, to affirm rather than to criticize, to appreciate rather to ignore, to be patient rather than to, to have expectations beyond where someone is at. Not only will that be a much more pleasant world to live in, but Paul also expresses this as a tool of how to stay ready and how to keep others ready for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Yes, we must teach them the truths of Scripture, but, but did you know that you encouraging someone is just as important in helping them to stay in light, in the light of God? Think of all the young people in our world, in our church, that, that know the truth of this book and yet have gone away because the truth has come with ridicule and and. and condemnation and not building others up. A parent teaches a kid something and then they badger them or discourage them. Building up is just as important as knowing the truth. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up for the preparation of the second coming of Jesus. Then Paul ends this part of his letter to the church in Thessalonica and the thought of verse 11 with these words. Just as you are doing. And I would like to end my sermon in the same way. Spencerville family and beyond. And hopefully all of you, this is true for all of you. What I have seen during COVID-19, I want to say, therefore, encourage one another and build one another up just as you are doing now. I'm hearing stories of, of members making masks for other members. One of our members, a teenager, Kyle Hardy, made an attachment with his 3D printer to make medical masks for more to make medical masks more comfortable for doctors and nurses and other medical workers. And, and over 300 of these have been distributed. Members are bringing other members food. There's people that are, that are grocery shopping for one another. Members are assisting each other financially. And beyond these practical steps of encouragement and building up others, maybe even more important is the building up that is taking place through the words and through the communication and through the dialogue. One elder and his wife each day are contacting a new person to say, how are you? What's going on in your life? We want to pray with you. We want to encourage you every single day. Another elder I was talking to this week said she has spoken with individuals and prayed with individuals who have said they have never previously heard from another member in the church 
and that the prayers of this elder, she calls these people, have meant so much to them. Members that have not been active for years and in the past have been uh, suspicious of, of contacts, worried that it's a request for money or, or it's to badger them or to get them to come to the next meeting. They are now receiving those calls, those, those moments of outreach with, with appreciation. One of our diaconate members has a group of individuals that, that we ask them to contact. And now this couple, this diaconate couple actually, is connecting with those members every single Sabbath evening, every Friday night, to check in and to encourage them as they enter into their Sabbath. This is what the body of Christ is supposed to do in preparation for the second coming of Jesus. Not just during COVID-19, but in preparation for the second coming of Jesus. The teachers from our academy drove around to all the houses of all the families represented at our school. And every student's family received a sign placed in their front yard saying, we miss you. Little things like that matter. They encourage people. One Sabbath school teacher told us that, that they're getting on a half hour early just so that they can talk and, and see how everyone is doing. Two other Sabbath school uh, members have told us in, in their various Sabbath school classes that their Sabbath school classes have grown and that they are more connected than they have ever been during this time. That does not have to end at COVID when COVID-19 ends. This should be our new normal. Please let us never go back to the old normal. If, if people had never been contacted before and members had never reached out to others before, but now they are. Let that be the normal into the future. If Sabbath schools were just a place where, where, where the Bible was open but there was never any encouragement or relationship going on, let that never happen again. Let Sabbath schools now be the new normal that there's a place of love and encouragement and support. May encouragement and building one another up become our new normal just as you are doing now. Let us do forever until the day of Jesus' coming. Lord, we thank you so much for the way you encourage us, for the way you love us, for the way you have cared for us, Lord Jesus, and may that care that you have given to us, may it become our normal to do so and to do likewise unto others. I thank you, Jesus, for what is happening now in our church and in various parts of our world as, as people are, are being more affirming and more encouraging and more supportive, less critical of one another. But Jesus, let this not end when the crisis ends, but, but let it go on into eternity. Lord, may this be the new normal of this body of believers and for everyone who is watching this sermon now. May it be their new normal as well. And I pray also, Jesus, that you will send someone into their life to encourage them so that as we walk towards the second coming of Jesus, as we walk towards your return, Jesus, that we will continue to walk in light and will not fall into the darkness. Thank you for this reminder of the importance of encouraging 
and building one another up. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.